Hi, I'm Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. And you're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Marie Duvall. Marie, how you doing? Hey, how are you doing, Thomas? I'm doing awesome. So glad to be joining you today. This is an exciting conversation. Awesome, awesome. So Marie DeVoe is a leadership coach, speaker, truth teller, and the change maker. Marie founded High Ties Consulting to provide personal coaching and professional development workshops designed to magnify the voices and agency of women and people of color in business spaces, specializing in career transitions, entrepreneur pursuits, leadership, and communication skills. Woo, there we go. I know that's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, Marie, let's just dive into it, all right? So tell us a little bit about yourself, all right? The two-minute version. Yes, of course. You don't want the whole life story? You don't got time (laughs) for the life story? So uh, I'm originally, I'm from New York. I was born in Queens. I'm California-raised. So at heart, I do consider myself a West Coast girl. Okay. Uh, But currently, I am on the East Coast. I've lived in New York now going on 20-something years. And uh, came to New York, and that's really where I started my career. I started off really uh, with my first love, which is nonprofit development and youth development service work, uh, and then moved into the education sector. So I've been working to provide professional development for educators uh, for the last really 15 years in some form or fashion. And along the way, got fully licensed as a financial advisor, because I think following the money is really important. Uh, we'll probably get into that a little bit later. Um, and, uh, and then for really the last full-time role that I had before starting my practice was in training and development and building a learning and development department. So really looking at adult education and how we can get the grown-up staff like grown-ups, because I think that's how we all get to benefit. Uh, other than that, I live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn all day. I'm married with two amazing kids. Um, and in terms of like, I guess, letters after my name, uh, my uh, bachelor's is in creative writing, uh, master's is in management from the University of Maryland, uh, licensed financial advisor, and uh, very soon, uh, PCC. So waiting for the ICF to listen to some recordings, but I'll be adding those letters as well. <laughs> nice, nice. I love it. I love it. You are a person with many skill sets, many accolades, and I'm loving it right now. So tell us a little bit more about your childhood, right? Mm-hmm. How was it growing up as Marie? Yeah. So uh, growing up, I grew up in Silicon Valley before it was Silicon Valley, which is actually okay. a great place. Uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s. Um, and uh, my life, actually, my first love was dance. So if I wasn't in school, I was in dance class somewhere, um, you know, looking at uh, ballet, tap, hip hop, jazz, really anything. If you could move to it, that was my jam. And um, uh, growing up, I was very, very introverted, really quiet, much, much of, still, I think, much of a bookworm. bookworm. Um, and a really small circle of friends. But yeah, growing up, uh, San Jose, California, where I'm from, it was a pretty sweet, sweet childhood. Nice, nice. So tell us about how you transitioned into um, becoming a coach. Yeah, so my transition into coaching, um, I'd ar- already had a really uh, deep love for personal development, learning and development. Um, I think, at least in my experience, every coach that I've known is kind of a professional 
development, learning development junkie. Um, so even now I see, you know, the 40 hour work week behind you. I'm like, yep, I got that book. I got that with some Dale Carnegie, some Stephen Covey going on, right? So that's how we roll is like, how can we continue to get better? Um, but in my last full-time role, I was uh, building out training and management programs. And it was really honestly like the hardest job I'd ever worked at. Uh, the work culture in that role was one of urgency, uh, very, very fast paced. And um, after four years working there, literally my manager sat me down, looked me in the eye and said, you know, I don't even know what you do here. Oh. And if you've ever had the experience of busting your butt and having someone sit you down and tell you like, I don't see your value, it was a little bit devastating. Um, and so from then I started looking at well, what's gonna be my next move. And at that point I'd already been working moonlighting as a coach, doing some consulting and building my practice on the side for the last year. And had really gotten my feet wet as a communications and public speaking coach. Uh, public speaking has always come really naturally to me. I love running a workshop, feeding up all that energy in the room is really my jam. And go. so uh, just started doing that on the side. And then uh, when that job eventually let me go, because remember, they just couldn't seem to find my value. Um, the next day I was on a plane to uh, San Francisco and I taught a full day workshop at Facebook. And well, um, okay. my practice was really born out of that. I, I, I went full time um, immediately um, and really haven't looked back. Okay. So, so question. So I know you are a leadership coach, but you also mm -hmm. mentioned um, you focus on, on speech, right? So when you, when you are introducing yourself to people, what's your title? So, so it depends on who I'm introducing myself to. Okay. And nice. this, is, this is something I, I tell people all the time, uh, especially when we think about speaking, when we think about how we're presenting ourselves, personal brand, uh, all, of, all of communication comes down to the nature of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be clear about who you're speaking to and how you're best meeting their needs so that they can find out, right, how you get to support them. Um, so if I'm speaking to a corporation, right, who's looking for shifting work culture, I'm an inclusive leadership coach. If I'm speaking to a black woman who needs to get out of her job, I'm an entrepreneur transition coach. Mm. If I'm speaking to, um, you know, uh, some someone who's trying to figure out management and development for their team, right? I'm a, a, a leadership coach, right? So it just depends on who I'm speaking to. So I get to really highlight the piece of me that's going to best serve them in the moment, and then we start a conversation from there. Nice, nice. This is a great, great lesson right here because um, oftentimes people are confused when when it comes to um presentation, right? It comes to presenting their, their talents and their skill set. And you just highlighted exactly what these folks need to um, do. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Excellent. So who do you coach? Oh my goodness. So my favorite, <laughs> my favorite is really coaching uh, black and brown women who are highly ambitious and looking for how they can get their work to fully nurture them and their full identity. Okay. Um, my one-on-one -on -one work really focuses on black and brown women, high achievers. Um, and then in group programming, I'm also focusing on that demographic specific to women who are looking to start businesses, have started business, right? So oftentimes that's side hustlers and people who are trying to figure out how do I scale this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the, the B2B side for corporations, oftentimes I'm working with really progressive organizations and teams who are trying to figure out how they can make work culture more inclusive. So no matter what I'm doing, I'm always addressing the problem of how can we make work feel good okay. for people. Um, and it's so it's just, just a matter of, do you run the organization? Or are you working in the organization? Or are you looking to start an organization? And how do we really transform culture from the inside out? Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. 
you have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T dot com. And schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Got it. Transform culture from the inside out. I like that. I like that. So it's, it's not nothing superficial. You're going right towards the core. Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting. People come to you with their presenting problem. And then the more you talk to them, you find the problem underneath the problem, underneath the problem. And that's the thing that we want to address, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's never a check the box. It's like, are you willing to do the work and really change how you're looking at things, right? So that the things you look at get to change. There you go. No, it's great. I'm, I'm glad you have this approach because it's a, it's a similar approach that I have, right, with my company. Um, we focus on the root cause of the problem, not that superficial, mm -hmm. that band-aid um, approach, right. right? So I'm glad you're really diving deep. So I know there are many different types of, of coaches and many different types of coaching styles, right? What's your style of coaching? Yep. So for me, I think coaching is probably the best kind of conversation you could be in. Um, and I really do approach it with this communication lens because I do think one of the few tools we have as human beings to change the, wor the world is our ability to communicate mm -hmm. uh, both our needs and also um, how we are able to support each other because that's, that's kind of what's essential for change to happen. Mm -hmm. um, my approach is a combination of ontological and facilitative. I actually prefer more the ontology stuff. Um, I, uh, I think this largely comes from just being an English major. I've spent a lot of time reading critical theory and how many different ways can you read a book? What if we looked at it this way and that way? And so yeah. when you think about ontology, that's like kind of coach's bread and butter. It's like mindset. What if we looked at it 15 different ways and you find the, the way that works for you? Um, and then on top of that is the facilitative learning. Um, after working in corporate for 15 years, most of the time I was working in an operations department, helping people figure out logistics. How do we get to the result? And so I do think at the end of the day, yes, you change mindset and there are things you need to do to move towards that new way of being in the world. So it really is a mix of those two. Got it. Got it. Question though. So mm -hmm. one thing I'm big on is learning style. When, you, when you're working with a, a client, do you consider that before, before I'm approaching them with the various um, um, approach that, that, that you carry on? Yeah. Um, so, so it's, so it's interesting, right? So, and this kind of depends on the kind of service that they're looking for. So yeah. before I start working with anyone, as I'm, I'm sure just as you do, like we have a pretty extensive discovery process to figure mm -hmm. out what exactly the challenges are for folks. And then we get into, well, how are you best served? And so already from top line, I'm asking my clients, do you learn better one-on-one -on -one or in a community environment? Okay. Are you gonna be served by being surrounded by other people in a peer group? Or are you someone who's gonna work really well independently? Right. And so we do that first. Um, and then there's also just asking folks, even through the initial intake process, um, how do they want to communicate with me? What's going to best serve them in terms of resources and support? Uh -huh. um, I have, again, after 
being who I am for the last going on 40 years, I got a lot of tools. I've read a lot of books. <laughs> I've watched a lot of videos, right? So there's a lot of stuff I can offer people, but it's a matter of like, hey, if I give you this resource, are you going to use it? Mm -hmm. And so that is something that we do get to kind of figure out and explore together. It's like, hey, I sent you the video. I know you didn't watch the video. I recommended a book. It seemed like you liked the book, but because it was on Audible, right? So it's trying to figure out um, how to offer up those tools to clients. And that is, I think, part of the initial getting to know you process of how is what I do going to best serve you for where you're at? There you go. There you go. Perfect answer <laughs> to my question. <laughs> awesome. So if someone were to inquire about a coach, right? Mm -hmm. um, what traits would you advise for them to look for? Yeah. So I think one of the beautiful things about coaching, it is a, a service-based business. So usually as you start looking for a coach, there's going to be some opportunity for you to speak to a number of people before you decide who you want to work with. Mm -hmm. And so I always encourage people to really be fully present in those initial intro conversations and that discovery call, because you're looking for someone who listens more than they speak. Mm. I, I think one of the highest compliments you can receive as a coach is someone does your discovery call and is like, oh my God, I got so much value just from this one conversation. And they haven't even hired you yet, right? This is like a, let me see how I feel. Um, but it should be extremely high value because most folks don't have spaces where people are actually listening to them. And that's one of the beauties of coaching. So you're mm. looking for someone who listens more than they speak. The um, second thing I would recommend is you're looking for someone who doesn't have to be right all the time. Um, coaching is one of the, I think, few kind of relationships we're in where it's actually not about someone being an expert, right? So if you're hiring a coach, uh, don't look for someone who's gonna tell you the answer so it actually doesn't serve you as much as you think. You're looking for someone who's willing to be with you as you find your own answers, because just like, just like therapy, you shouldn't need that person for the rest of your life. There should come a point where you've acquired some uh, internal reflections some tools and ways of being that allows you to step away from needing that type of coaching right for your entire life, even though the relationship should shift, right? So looking for someone who doesn't have to be right and they're willing to actually give you the space to figure stuff out. Um, and then the third thing I, I'll say is uh, there should be amazing rapport and synergy. So after you get off that call with your coach or prospective coach, uh, you should feel like, oh my gosh, this person really gets me because the coaching relationship is very personal. It gets very intimate. So this should be someone that you are willing to get emotionally naked in front of. Mm. Those would be, those would be my top three. Okay. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's dive into storytelling right now. Mm -hmm. So Marie, I want you to share a success story, a two, a two minute success story where you worked, you've worked with a client, and you help to transform their life. Mm -hmm. Sure. So still, I think one of my favorite clients, we'll call her D. Okay. Uh, she worked with me uh, when I first launched my the beta of my group program. So at the time, this was a six-week program, really supporting women who needed to scale their business idea uh, so that they could create new space and a new opportunity for working in their life. And D came to me. She uh, had just completed a PhD at an Ivy League institution, so she was working as an adjunct. Um, and she had also built a consulting firm on the side, reforming the education sector. Really big name clients, was getting hired by school districts, all of these things. But she was unable to scale uh, because she was extremely time poor because she's working as an adjunct professor, <laughs> yeah. right? And so she did uh, my group program, worked with her for six weeks. 
And immediately something shifted for her. The first thing was uh, she started paying herself, uh, which is a common problem for new entrepreneurs. You're giving, 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 and you're not actually receiving um, right in, in ample proportion. So she started to pay herself a salary. She also salaried the rest of her team, right? Which immediately created some stability for her. Uh, once everyone was on salary, she was in the midst of planning her wedding. Uh, she was able to plan and pay for her wedding in cash. She then went on a three week honeymoon to uh, Indonesia with her new husband. And on that three weeks, she was still getting paid because now she had put herself on salary, you see. Um, and uh, actually just touching base with her um, earlier this month, she's now on track and she did my program. Uh, that was what is that was like 2016. She did my group program. We still keep in touch because once I coach you, you my family. I'm not letting you go. <laughs> um, but uh, where she is now, that business, she's been full time now uh, for the last four years in that business. And the business is on track to do a million dollars in revenue this year. Um, nice. She's expanded. Right. So now she has sister businesses under her that have grown from that experience. Um, and she actually sponsored another woman to participate in my group program. So paying it forward to the next wow. generation of entrepreneurial leaders. Wow, that's a testament to your your skill set, right? <laughs> your coaching. Wow. You well, <laughs> it's so crazy. You know, it's a strange thing when clients tell you, oh, thank you so much for what you did for me. Because honestly, I didn't do that much, right? The client does all of the work. I just show up and create the space. I plant the seeds, right? but they do all the watering, all the nurturing, all the cultivating. And then I'm just there somewhat cheering them on as they do it and reminding them of who they are. Uh, so coaching, I think is a, a guilty pleasure of a profession in that way that I get to bear witness to people creating magic over and over again. Got you, got you. So this is a perfect segue to go into the next question. Mm -hmm. What drives you? Oh, what drives me? So I have always really loved that light bulb that goes off when someone realizes something new about themselves or their environment. Okay. Um, I've seen it happen multiple times uh, in training environments. I've seen it happening multiple times when I've managed people directly or indirectly. But that moment when someone realizes their own power, someone realizes their ability to create change themselves without having to go outside of themselves to find the answer is really magical, right? Just that like light bulb moment when someone's like, oh my gosh, this is gonna make my life so much easier. Um, so I kind of live for those moments, okay. uh, which is why I think coaching is kind of the perfect job for me because it's those moments over and over again. So getting hit with those um, dopamine effects. Yeah. Every time we get that aha moment, all <laughs> it's, those it's like a high, hits. right? All those dopamine <laughs> hits all day. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, are you currently working on any new projects um, that you could share with us, or you'd like to share with oh us? Oh my goodness! Always so many things. So um, as always, like we we're running, uh, getting ready to to launch the next cohort of our group program that'll um, be coming up here at the end of the summer, uh, which is always really exciting. Uh, that program started at six weeks. We've cultivated it, reiterated it over and over again. That's now our 12-week program. So really excited about that. Um, also coming down the pike, we have um, two new online courses that we're cultivating to add to our catalog. Uh, so looking at adding 90-day uh, goal setting, so quarterly planning for business owners, mm, um, as like well that. as, yeah, I mean, it's so necessary. I it, didn't, I didn't realize it until I really started to other talking to a lot of other business owners. People aren't actually being really planful and thoughtful mm -hmm. about quarterly strategy and how that ladders up to their big vision. So I'm like, I'm going to just write the course. This is just what I do. Um, and hopefully that'll be supportive. And then um, also uh, crafting a course in, um, in development right now for a uh, six workshop series all around um, equity and inclusion for teams. 
Um, and that mm. program we're actually developing in conjunction with one of our partners, um, Mattingly Solutions, who does uh, diversity inclusalytics. So actually looking at measuring inclusion. Really? So this is a program where we do an assessment on the front end. Um, we do interviews with the entire team. We have pulse surveys across the course of a year, six custom workshop experiences, um, and then a reassessment strategic plan before a six month follow-up to see how they're executing on their, their progress and their desired changes. Uh, so we always got something cooking. <laughs> I can tell, you know, you're definitely keeping um keeping busy out there. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if someone were to inquire about your services, I just want to connect with you. Where can they find you? Yep. So the first thing you're gonna want to do is head on over to mariedebeau.com um uh or hightidesconsulting.co if you're not so good at spelling French things. Um and uh right from the homepage, you can find ways to reach out to us, have a conversation, either about um team coaching for your corporation or one-on-one -on -one support for the individuals looking for that as well. The other thing I would recommend, connect with me on LinkedIn. That is my social media channel of choice. Uh, the other ones don't get nearly as much love. So if you actually want to personally have me respond, you need to be in my, my LinkedIn inbox. Yes, LinkedIn is awesome. That's how we connected. <laughs> that's right, that's right. LinkedIn's the jam. There you go. So um, Marie, I'd like to thank you for coming on today. And also I'd like to thank all our listeners for lending us their eyeballs and their ears. Last but not least, how may I serve you, Marie? Oh my goodness, that is that is the million dollar question. Just being here today has been a gift in and of itself. So I just wanna thank you for creating the space for us to dialogue in this way. Awesome, awesome. And once again, everyone, make sure to tune in every week. We have amazing, amazing guests like you're seeing right now. And also go check out Marie, okay? Hit her up on LinkedIn. Cheers.